Welcome to Persevere, the podcast that sheds light on the grit and passion of creatives on their journeys. Award-winning destination photographer Ian Ivey is host to these incredible stories to encourage you to pursue your passion. Hello, hello, creatives, and welcome back to Persevere. Today's guest is a Silicon Valley-based fashion stylist that provides guidance to clients to achieve confidence through the power of their wardrobe. Some of her work has been featured in Silicon Valley Magazine, San Francisco Community Fashion Week, and more. It's my delight to introduce today's guest, Abby Young of Abby Young Styling. Abby, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I am so excited for this episode. And for our audience who may not know you and your business yet, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Yes. So I am a personal and editorial fashion stylist. So that means there are two sides to my business. I work with a lot of personal clients, um, doing personal and them ready for vacations, creating vacation lookbooks. as well as closet edits and color analysis. And then the other side, I style photo shoots, whether that be branding photo shoots, commercial, e-com, or editorial. But bottom line, I love fashion. Fashion is my passion, even if that sounds cliche, but I've always loved and appreciated clothes since I was young. I found that it was important for me to just express myself through clothes. And that's what I use to empower my clients as well. Yeah, definitely. It's so like wild how fashion can just totally change someone's presence and sometimes even persona. Um, And then people can really express themselves too, which I think is so cool. Um, So tell us a little bit more. So you said you do both personal styling and some editorial styling. Um, Tell us a little bit more about one of your services that we recently did. Um, And I'm talking about color analysis. Yes, we had the pleasure of doing a color analysis for you a few days ago. Um, Color analysis is a process where we find out which colors truly bring out your natural glow and keep your natural coloring in your face, um, while at the same time figuring out which colors wash you out. So the other day we had a pleasure of meeting and we started with a basic color questionnaire where we looked at your skin tone, your coloring, your eye color. And then from there, I used Italian color drapes while we faced a mirror to figure out which really helped you hold your natural glow. Yes. And it was such an interesting process because it's, you know, you're seeing all these colors like go on you right next to your face. And it's just so dramatic how one shade, you know, just different shade can truly like either make you feel like you're just glowing on your skin. And exactly. others are just, like, I think literally it's so important bring, when yeah. making first impressions because colors symbolize so many different things. So especially for you entrepreneurs out there listening, if you're wanting to really connect with new clients and aspire, inspire trust or show that you're reliable and stable, 
blue and brown are very helpful colors. So that's one of my niched areas, color psychology that I love getting into with my clients as well. Yes, especially, yeah, if you want to show off your personality, because if you have that feisty personality and just really authoritative, I just imagine a woman in red, (laughs) just like this like power, you know, jumpsuit or suit. (laughs) So why or when should someone get this type of service? And how often? Yeah, wonderful question. uh, So a person's coloring changes every 10 years, just as we age, the pigmentation in our skin decreases. So I would recommend getting a color analysis done every 10 years. Um, I actually just worked with a client today, in fact, that primarily wears black and she was just she's just ready to show off her personality and get off her get out of her comfort zone. So if you're one of those people who typically just wears neutrals such as black, gray, white or brown, then I would highly recommend doing a color analysis. Find out which colors really look good on you so then you feel confident buying pieces in those colors. And I bet once you start wearing them, you'll see people wherever you go who will say like, oh, that color looks great on you. So I highly encourage you to try it out if you haven't. Yes, it's kind of like a secret superpower to break out. (laughs) Um, So I'd love to rewind a little bit and know more about your journey. So have you always wanted to be a stylist or um, were you on another path before this occupation? You know, graduating... (laughs) A while ago, graduating high school, going into college, I honestly did not know what I wanted to do. I have been naturally just helping people figure out what to wear and what looks good on them ever since middle school and high school, just helping helping my friends. I feel like I was known for wearing more unique items in high school. But then when I got to college, I really didn't, didn't know what to go to college for. I just knew that I wanted to get a degree. So when I first started, I ended up going for English teaching. So I graduated with um, a bachelor's degree in literature and communication um, education. And then later on, I went back and got my master's in literature. And I do love English teaching, but at the same time, I've, I've always loved fashion and just seeing its impact on my my own confidence and then how other people perceive me has been so powerful. And I wanted to teach people that they could have that too. So while I was in college going to school for English teaching, I watched the Rachel Zoe project. She's one of my style icons. And that is truly when I discovered that fashion styling could actually <laughs> be a career. So at that point, I wasn't quite ready to pivot. So I ended up teaching for six years. And then after teaching, I'm like, you know what? I got to chase after my dream. I'm not ready to give up on it. I'm originally from Minnesota. And that's when I made the move out to California to start my fashion styling career. I love that. You just took a leap of faith and Yes, thank you, you so much. I definitely feel now. I love like it. I'm in the right place <laughs> and I can still use teaching in this career as well. 
Absolutely. And when you decided to start your business, was there a moment that stands out in your mind when you made the decision to be an entrepreneur? Or is there like a client story that just in that moment, you knew you made the right choice? Something that stands out for me is um, prior to launching my business uh, and prior to my last year of teaching, I was traveling Europe. And during that trip, I ended up meeting my partner who is also from the Bay Area. And we ended up talking for a long time, just connecting very well. And he, you know, we were talking about careers and he asked me, you know, what would be my, my dream. And I think I shared like, you know, I'd love to be a fashion stylist before I die, but you know, maybe fashion's just more of a hobby. So kind of going back and forth. And at the time I'm a big foodie. I love to cook. So I'm like, Ooh, maybe I could do something with that. I also love yoga. So I was thinking yoga teacher. And so I feel like our conversation was very empowering. Just he encouraged me that I could be successful in this career. And through our conversation, he kind of helped me realize that being a fashion stylist was my number one goal, was my number one dream career. And I just felt very empowered because part of starting your own business, (laughs) the scary part for me was actually doing the business stuff. You know, I feel like I can do the creative styling very easily and naturally, but doing the behind the scenes things that you have to do to run your own business was, was what was scary, but he was very encouraging and supportive. And it's, I'm glad that I, I uh, took the leap in and did it. And I think that's so important that you mentioned that because a lot of creatives are fabulous at what they do, but the back end of it, like the accounting and the marketing and like all the things that you have to do in the back end that don't get seen, it's a lot of hard work and, you know, just sometimes it can be like super stressful as well, like with budgeting and everything else. And so I think that's important that you brought that up because it's something that people think once you're a creative entrepreneur that you're going to have like the best time because you're doing what you love. But I'm like, there's a lot of things that exactly is part of, you know, and I think about that often and I'm, I'm like, I still would rather work for myself a hundred percent. Just the flexibility being your own boss is so much more rewarding. Absolutely. And kind of like touching on the back end, because I know that's not our favorite. But um, what what other roadblocks did you encounter when you were starting out? (laughs) So I actually launched my business basically right when COVID hit. So I I remember yep moving out here Mm. and starting to market myself. And then literally a month later, found out that we were going into quarantine. So that was a scary moment. You know, I definitely questioned whether I had made the right decision. Was this the right time? But I just persevered. Um, And I think my faith had a lot to do with it, just knowing that I was in the right place at the right time, doing what I was supposed to be doing. And even though I didn't know what was going to happen, um, I just knew I was on the right path. 
It's it's definitely a lot of that of just the mindset of believing in yourself and knowing things will work out and working towards that that really yes. gets you keeps you going essentially. So I know that you mentioned Rachel Zoe, but I'd love to know who has inspired you along the way, or if you have any Ooh. personal fashion muses. I, I feel like the people who I'm really close to have been huge inspirations along the way. Um, my best friend named Danica has been wildly influ- influential. She was my the first model that <laughs> helped me build my portfolio. Um, she has always been into fashion and we've been best friends since elementary school. So that has just been amazing. Um, my older cousin, Andrea, who now owns her own boutique actually was also just wildly into fashion. And so growing up with her ever since I was a baby was just so influential. So it's it's fun that I've been surrounded by other people who really appreciated and loved fashion, especially being from the Midwest. You know, there definitely is a fashion scene like in Minneapolis, but it's nowhere near as big as New York or LA or here. So I appreciated being exposed to different fashion pieces. And I think that's what probably started me on that fashion path when I was younger. Definitely. And like, who would you say, I know we kind of did this um, at my color analysis appointment, but um, who would you say that you look up to or kind of like model your um, style? Yeah, I would go back to Rachel so again, to be honest. Uh, I feel like I have that similar style. Yes, <laughs> like boho chic. She's I know that she she definitely wears a lot more like loose fitting pieces and like caftans than I. But I, yeah. But I mm, love gold. Love a and she's a gold <laughs> goddess, and I love incorporating pops of of color. But I also. You know, I do like the neutrals, like white and black and and green, but then I like the occasional pop of color to spice things up. I think I think of my closet and my wardrobe as like carefully curated art pieces. And then it's it's so fun to just mix and match the different mm. art pieces or statement pieces that I have. <laughs> that's such a fun way of thinking about it because then it's just like not another piece of like clothing. That's just kind of like, Oh, there's that shirt that I have. It's stuffed in the corner of my drawer. It's like, no, this is like actually a special piece and I want to care for it and wear it out and, you know, have a whole. And I will add that. I love that. Besides Rachel though, I actually don't follow a ton of other like fashion influencers or, you know, to see what's trending I do. But for my own personal style, I feel like it's very intuitive. Um, I just buy like what I'm feeling and wear what I feel versus finding someone's clothes that I like and like mimicking that. But that's totally okay, you know, if people do that as well. But it's also okay to not have 
someone that you follow for style and just go based off of your own feelings. Exactly. You can admire someone's style, yeah. but kind of just make your own path as well. I would love to know what advice would you have for someone who would like to break into the fashion world of styling? Because very much like photography, the fashion world is pretty intense, pretty, I would say saturated in some parts, especially, but like, how do you really get your foot in the door of like, you know, making yes, these connections essentially and starting to build your I would say list. my number one piece of advice would be to shadow people in the areas that you're interested in. So I didn't mention this earlier on, but during my six years of teaching, I actually took one year off and did visual merchandising for urban outfitters. And what I realized in that process, and I was originally doing that as like a way to maybe branch into fashion styling, but I realized that I really did not like working in that capacity because I love building one-on-one relationships. And if I'm simply focused on styling mannequins and just styling the area of the room, then I'm, I don't have those opportunities to build those long lasting relationships. And a lot of clients that come into the retail store, you know, you're not able to build stronger relationships with them. And it was a very heavy sales focus. So I would say definitely explore different areas and then shadow different Mm. people. Like it's the fashion world is very niche. So there's a lot of different types of photographers. There are a lot of different types of stylists. There are a lot of different types of makeup artists. So I would really dive into finding out what types there are and then find someone to shadow before really picking exactly what you want to do. That's great advice. It's kind of like with photography, there's so many genres. And so it's, it's almost nice to just when you're starting out, try a little bit of everything yes. to see what you like. If you're not 100% sure, like say you could try some food food photography or some event photography or editorial. Um, and then even with that, like with fashion photography, there's commercials, yes. there's edgy, like there's so many genres. And so just trying out different things will help you figure out what your eye is being attracted to. And, and yes, then you'll, exactly. you'll see like, what are your strengths with that as well? So were there any resources that you yeah, would share that have been helpful on your journey? Fashion stylists or image consultants, I would recommend joining AICI, which is the Association of Image Consultants International. It has been a great way to connect with other image consultants and fashion stylists from around the globe and just find out what they're doing and find out what's trending in other parts of the world. I would highly recommend checking that out. That's such great advice. Um, Well, it has truly been lovely getting to know more about you and your business. And I'd love to know what upcoming projects you have next. I offer a free style guide on my website homepage. So feel free to check that out and download it just for a little taste of figuring out what to wear for different occasions. And then I'm also in the process of making a master photo shoot wardrobe guide for photographers that will be available soon. Ooh, that sounds great. 
And I also oh, leave. Don't remind me. Yes, depending on the launch, <laughs> you might have to check out the photographs after. But I will be styling the runway show for San Francisco Community Fashion Week, which takes place on October 1st. So definitely check out the photos from that runway show. Ooh. Congratulations again on that. That's so huge. Well, um, thank you so much, Abby, for joining us today. Where can our listeners follow you for more information on your business? Yes. So um, just remember, Abby Young Styling. So my first name, last name, and styling. You can find me at my website, abbyyoungstyling.com, Instagram, Abby Young Styling, and same with LinkedIn or Pinterest. Ooh, I think that's so smart of you to be on LinkedIn as well, because I know so many working professionals just wanting to work on their personal style. And so that is well, thank you so, so great that you're on there. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> yes, Abby. Thank you. And thank you listeners for tuning in today. And we hope that you found this episode inspiring for your own creative journey. We invite you to subscribe and download on your favorite directory, as well as give us a follow on Instagram at Persevere Podcast. As always, we are sending good vibes to thrive and hope you are one step closer to pursuing your passions. We'll see you next time.